0: Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Juno Steel and the Next Page.
1: We did not leave Sarasvati immediately after our game of Rangian street poker. I admit that I begged Slip to continue our work elsewhere, somewhere that the executives we'd steel. cheated might not find
2: Hey, Steele! You want to get your nose out of that book and give me a hand over here? Yeah.
3: I didn't know what I liked less, reading Nareyev's journal or being interrupted from reading it. Just looking at those pages hurt, and a big part of me wanted to take them like medicine or bad liquor, swallowed too fast to taste. My name is Juno Steele. I've survived torture in a Martian tomb, let a computer chip take over my brain, and nearly blown myself up escaping from dark matters. And I think I'm still more scared of reading about the man I love kissing someone else.
2: Someone really had a field day in here while we were gone. The shelving's all messed up. You're gonna have to fix that. Me? Why me? Because I asked you to wash the tables, and instead you sat down and started reading a freaking book. Stop complaining and start working. Tools are on the bar.
3: Uh. Ow. Ow! We were all in the lighthouse bar. Buddy's old haunt in the Cerberus province, preparing to make it into her and Vespa's new haunt instead. I'd agreed to help because... Well, because I wasn't ready to say goodbye just yet. I don't think any of us were. So, Rita, Jet, Buddy, Vespa, and I were all sweeping and washing and building shelves and hammering our thumbs into paste, counting down the time until our real farewell. Nobody wanted to talk about that, though. They wanted to talk about something else, something I really, really wanted to avoid.
2: Juno, I don't think you ever answered the group question, did you? Uh, what question? The question we're all taking turns answering, Mr. Steele, that's the whole game!
3: Well, are we playing a game or are we working? This doesn't make any goddamn
4: sense. We're doing both, alright? Just answer! Somebody else go first. No, it is your turn. To disregard turn order in a game is to embrace anarchy.
2: I'm gonna go to an ice cream store and see how many free samples I can get before they kick me out. Rita. Oh, sorry about the anarchy, Mr. Jet. Well, Steele, what's the plan? What are you gonna do now that you're free as a bird? Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah, Mr. Steele, what are we going to do? Go be P.I.s again? You could always stay here with Vespa and me. What? Why not? There will be plenty of room. There's always something interesting happening in the Cerberus province. I'm sure a lady of your talents would be in high demand here. Wow, really, Captain? Mrs. Steele, is that what we're going to do? No. No. Live with this creep? In a bar? When I can't even drink? Why couldn't you drink, Vespa? I don't think that's really the question. No, bud. The radiation sickness. It makes my stomach thaw. What? Radiation sickness, dear. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's right. Cure Mother Prime's cure. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. I can drink again? I think this calls for a party, don't you all? Hell yeah! Mm. Then, let's all put down the brooms and break out the bottles and teapots, friends. We're going to have a going-away party to remember tonight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was glad they all gotten distracted from the question they were asking me, because I sure as hell didn't know what Juno Steel was doing next. It scared me. I don't like not knowing things. It makes me itchy. But I felt that itch all through the rest of the party, past when we all said goodnight and headed to the rooms Buddy prepared for us. I couldn't scratch it just yet, but I could distract myself from it. So after the party, I opened Reya's
1: journal and did just that. We did not leave Sarasvati immediately after our game of Rangian street poker. I admit that I begged Slip to continue our work elsewhere, Somewhere that the executives we'd cheated might not find and punish us. But as always, Slip had his reasons prepared.
5: Petya, if we cut and run right away, they're going to know something's up. Getting away with you-know-what is a confidence game, and that means we have to stay confident.
1: Slip, they could kill you, they could-
5: (laughs) We don't talk about it. Trust me, Petya, I have all the lab materials I need right here on Sarasvati. Just a little bit of time in this homesick district, and we'll be out of (laughs) here. And anyway, if these people wanted to find us, they could do it no matter where we went.
1: I know now that he was correct. There would be no escape. We had already entered the trap ourselves and closed the door neatly behind us. For several nights I slept hardly at all, only sat awake and watched the stars through the window, listening for approaching footsteps for the charge of a laser blaster. But it never came. And over time, I felt something like peace growing in my chest, watching Slip at his work with those chemical devices, either complacent or hopeful, depending on your perspective. When two and a half weeks had passed, Slip shut down his machines and sat back, silent and still for a moment. Then he turned to me and said,
5: It's done. (laughs) Petya, I can't believe it, but I think... I really think I might have cracked it. A perfect hallucinogen without side effects. Vacation in a bottle. Already? Slip, how incredible! But h- how could you be sure? All that's left is to test it, but... <laughs> no, not yet. Let's go out and celebrate. If it doesn't work, hell, I at least want to be in a good mood first. Come on, put on a disguise and let's go! You'll have fun, I promise. And make sure to put on something warm. It's freezing out there tonight.
1: We did have fun. It may have been necessary for me to be in disguise, as it was every time we'd left our hideaway in the homesick district, but even the disguise increased the thrill of the evening. A giddy feeling had taken us both over, and I could imagine a lifetime of nights like this. Slip high on the completion of some medical miracle, I close by his side in the shadows, a love living outside the law. We picked pockets in one of the wealthier districts and had dinner in a gourmet earth-food restaurant, dining on real beef steaks, meager by Mars proportions, but to my hungry eyes, fat and dripping with flavor. And once we were finished, though we had the money, we skipped the bill, just for the thrill of being chased down the street by the restaurant staff. There are very few perfect evenings, Juno, but this was one of them it remained completely unmatched in my life until the evening a certain detective arrested me in his apartment many years later but why must it happen so often that our highest highs immediately precede our very lowest lows
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh patia that was great did you see that waiter's face when we were leaving
1: and his voice, babbling in half a dozen Earth languages, still acting the part three blocks of his restaurant. Dios mio, j'accuse, <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know how I want to spend this good mood. Do you, um, I mean, you don't have to, but since this is kind of the maiden voyage, I thought maybe you might...
1: Yes, Slip. I'd love to try it with you.
5: (laughs) Good. I'm glad. One pill each should do it. I made it so it's impossible to overdose. Or at least it should be. At a certain level of concentration, there should be a reaction that just converts the whole thing to water, and... Um, never mind.
1: Maybe that's not interesting. It's your grand achievement. The first of many, I'm sure. Of course it's interesting, my love. Love? (laughs) What? Is something funny? No, I just...
5: I never get tired of hearing you say that.
1: Mm.
5: Let's... Um, here, you take this one. There shouldn't be any side effects, just a trip to somewhere nice. Do you want some water? <laughs> I guess not.
1: How long should it take for the effects to begin?
5: A minute or so. I worked on that, too. Whew. Is it just me, or is it kind of cold in here?
1: <laughs> well, of course it's cold.
5: You've left the window open. I... What? Ah, I didn't notice that. Didn't you open the window? Why would I have done that? It's
1: freezing outside. Then why would I have opened it? Oh. Oh, no. What is it? Is something wrong? Oh, who? Oh, my. This creation of yours really does work quickly, doesn't it?
5: Listen to me. We don't have much time before the hallucinations kick in, and this is extremely important. Okay?
1: <laughs> What's wrong? You're so serious all of a sudden.
5: No matter what, do not say your name.
1: What? Oh. oh, oh, oh. Listen, to, Listen me. to me. Listen to me. Don't go under yet, I don't have time to explain, explain but...
5: Your name, your name. Your name. No, your matter, name, no name, matter what matter you what, think, you no think matter what I say, say, I say. I can't, you can't, can't say your, can't your, say your, understand. your name. You why? Well,
1: I, I, I don't. Do you, understand? Do, you understand? Do you understand? Dodger. 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 Dodger? I, y- yes. Yes, I understand. But why? <sighs> if Slip ever answered that question, I was not awake to hear him. The pill I had swallowed had already taken over. I was gone. Lost in a manufactured dream. Huh?
3: Hell, what time is it? It was two in the morning. Too late for anyone without a secret journal from the man they love to be awake. Too early for anyone to wake up. Burglars were my first thought. We were still in the Cerberus province, after all. So I got my blaster ready and crept out of my room. I found him in the bar. I recognized that huge shadow before he even spoke. Ah, Juno.
4: Apologies if I've woken you.
3: Big guy? What the hell are you doing up
4: at this hour? I was... Well... To be completely honest, I was leaving. In the middle of the night? Indeed. Perhaps... Would you like to share a pot of tea before I go? The big guy put a pot on the quick boiler and
3: delicately placed three pinches of crushed leaves inside. Then we sat together, silent, watching the bubbles start to form in the glass pot. They rose, swirled like little dancers in the water, and popped as they reached the surface. I could have watched them go forever. But the quick boiler earned its name, and less than a minute later, the big guy and I were seated at one of the lighthouse tables, sharing one last cup of tea.
4: How was your tea?
3: Awful! I can't stand the
4: stuff. <sighs> you do not need to drink it.
3: <sighs>
4: Ugh. Oh.
3: Jet, nobody's going to be happy that you're vanishing in the middle of the night like this.
4: Indeed. It is rather selfish of me, I think. But if I were to stay until morning, I do not think I could bring myself to leave at all. And that would be far more selfish. But...
3: Not even a goodbye?
4: A former colleague of mine once advised me to always leave one thing unfinished when parting ways. Uh, why? I do not know. He left the statement unfinished and died in a high-speed chase before I saw him again. (laughs) Wow, seems like great advice. But I suppose I have taken it to mean that by leaving something unfinished, one promises to return and finish it. It is a way of saying not goodbye, but rather, until we meet again.
3: I still think everyone would rather you just said that, Jack.
4: Juno, I do not mean to sound ungrateful, but just because our records with dark matters have been cleared, that does not mean I am a free man. What do you mean? My failed execution was streamed out to every frequency in the galaxy. Dark matters may no longer be hunting me, but it is very likely that others will. Vigilantes, hit men looking to make a reputation for themselves. In short, I think it will be very dangerous for others in my presence. At least for a while. Huh. You might have a point there, actually. I've already stayed longer than is wise, but I could not leave without seeing Buddy and Vespa to their retirement. They will have a beautiful future, I think. A peaceful one. And you, Juno... What do you plan to do once our group has parted ways? (sighs) This again, huh? Look, honestly, I have no
3: idea. Hmm. Well? Well? Usually you give me some sage advice at this point. I
4: am no sage, Juno. I think you should have noticed that by now. Well, listen, I'm I'm asking for it, okay?
3: Uh, Listen, Jets...
4: I'm coming out of the best time of my life right now, all right? Being hunted like a dog by dark matters was the best time of your life. Just think about how bad the rest of it was. Hmm. Okay, maybe not the
3: best, but the healthiest, I guess. It's new for me, having the most dangerous person to my health be, well, you know, not me. And you all have had a lot to do with that, a whole lot, so I'm just worried, I guess. I'm worried about what I do next.
4: I do not see how I am to help you with this, particularly as you have just answered the question yourself. What? If you aren't sure what to do, then this is the era of your life dedicated to determining what to do. It is an exciting project, perhaps the most important project of all. How did you do it?
3: If you're leaving in the middle of the night, you must be going somewhere. Wait, where are you going
4: anyway? (laughs) You may be finished with dark matters, Juno. But that does not mean I am. After the personalized hell Dark Matters put me through, I think it is my responsibility to return the favor. You're going up against Dark Matters again? Big guy, we just got out of there. And therefore, they should not expect it. You can't take them on by yourself. I don't plan to. Nor do I necessarily plan to strike anytime soon. But I was listening to you when we spoke in Hanatapa's clinic, Juno. When you asked how we could get away from Dark Matters, and the thought that came to me, again and again, was that even if we escaped, Dark Matters could do to someone else exactly what they had done to me. And I knew I would not be satisfied until they were destroyed entirely. Dark Matters is bigger than most governments, Jet. How the hell are you going to stop them? Little by little. Over many years. I consider that as well, Juno. I have thought this through very thoroughly. First, I find others who agree with me then we will resist, however we can, violently, if we must. I will likely not live to see the day that dark matters is done incompletely, but if I can start the destructive boulder rolling downhill so that decades or generations from now it topples their institution once and for all, that will be a life very well lived, I think. And if I can make the name the Arenkos live on, that will be the greatest payment I can think of to the greatest woman I've ever met. The Orenkos. That's what you're going to name your resistance. I've asked Buddy's permission already. I have no interest in the sort of people I might gather under the banner of my name alone. There will be people, I suspect, who come because they wish to learn from the unnatural disaster. And I will not turn them away. There will be a place for his destruction and his chaos in the fight against dark matters. But it must be tempered, I think, by the Orenko mindset of careful planning, considered action... Just as I was when Buddy and I first met. Well, that is the last of my tea. And I think that means it is time. Big guy. I do not wish to leave. And so I ask you one favor, know, On top of the many favors you have already done for me. Do not ask me to stay. Please. Tears streamed
3: silent down the big guy's stony face. I thought the next time I saw that face would probably be on a wanted poster, and for some reason that thought made me smile. Dark Matters was about to find out how much damage an unnatural disaster could do.
4: Thank you. You will discover the purpose of this next stage of your life, Juno. It may take a long time before you're certain. And you may make many mistakes in that time. But you will find the answer, and I will be very proud of you when I hear it. Farewell, Juno Steel.
3: It seemed like a very jet answer. Exactly the kind of answer i have been hoping for, honestly, and yet... I don't know. It was good advice for someone, probably, but... Wisdom isn't one size fits all, I guess.
1: No, Slip, it's... Right, I remember now. Dodger it is, then.
5: Thirsty? I'm so thirsty.
1: Slip? Don't worry, my love. We have plenty of water. You'll be fine before you know it. Or perhaps I should say... We had water. Because Slip was correct. Something wasn't right. I couldn't remember anything about the chemical vacation he'd given us, for one thing. And for another, the more I searched our housing, the more I discovered had gone, well, missing. If we had been stolen from, our burglar had very animal tastes. None of Slip's chemical apparatus, each worth thousands of creds, had been touched. Nor had the pills Slip had created. But every scrap of food and every drop of water was gone. "'The only bottle I could find was so dry "'that a thin green dust fell from its lip when I shook it. "'And poor Slip, how long had we been unconscious? "'I, too, was thirsty, but Slip... "'I didn't think a man could look so withered "'after only a few hours. "'His lips clung to his teeth. "'He did not even have the saliva to wet them.
5: "'Dodger, please, Dodger, water.
1: "'It's all right, Slip. "'Just wait here a while longer.' Dodger will find you water. And so I bundled myself against the cold, donned a disguise, and went out into the streets of Sarasvati's homesick district. But the disguise would prove to be unnecessary. The situation out on the streets was just as bizarre as within our lodgings. The homesick had carved out a small city all to themselves within this capital of Sarasvati, and most days it was a lively one, There is often a camaraderie to be found in shared misery, I think. And what meager markets the homesick could manage were filled with energy, heated haggling and giddy laughter. It was a difficult place to eke out a life, but one was at least surrounded by others for whom it was similarly difficult. Even if one could not always trust one's neighbor, one could at least relate. But on that day, no one, not a single soul, walked those streets only myself and the wind pressing its icy teeth into my skin. There was something freeing about that loneliness. For months I had been unable to show my face, had been trapped in the shadows away from those who walked the light. Suddenly I could make as much noise as I liked, make a scene if I wished, and nobody would be the wiser. Or I could drop dead on the street, and nobody would know or care I'd gone. Only slip, And in his condition, he wouldn't last much longer than myself. I braced myself against the cold and pressed forward. Initially, I'd hoped I might be able to beg for some water, but without a soul to beg from, I continued forward to a small store Slip and I had frequented since our arrival on Sarasvati. No shopkeeper chased Sarasvatan pests out the door. No old women sat on the bench out front, playing cards and loudly accusing one another of cheating. The building's door hung loosely on its hinge, and its windows were shattered. It looked like the face of a man who had been kicked to death, his features broken beyond recognition. Surely there would be water here, I thought. But whatever thief had come for and myself had clearly been here as well. Food wrappers, empty bottles, and dust everywhere, dust, thick layers of it that came up in clouds as I searched that store. My feeling of freedom had become panic very quickly, and each step I took into that abandoned town solidified, hard and sharp as diamond in my throat. But by far the worst of it was in that store. As my mind raced through impossibility after impossibility, I felt as though Slip and I had been asleep a thousand years, as though time had moved on without us while we tested Slip's creation. Oh, Though I screamed when I heard the noises from the back room, I felt only relief in that scream. Sound could mean people. People could mean hope. As I drew closer to the storage room door, another element of the noise became clearer. Wetness. Whatever was in the storage room was dripping. I could wait no longer then, and in my thirst I threw open the door. And what I saw was... Juno, I can see it even now. There would be many nightmares for Slip and me to come, but that horrible thing... (sighs) A pool had formed in the center of the room, and a dark form lay within it. The puddle couldn't have been more than half an inch deep, and yet the shape floated and bobbed in it, as though it was a deep and cavernous pool. It was heavy and dark with rot, and with a start I realized it was... That is, I noticed it looked like a... body. A human body. And then it began to groan. And as it lifted its head, I saw that I recognized the face. Dodger, that can't be you. Arthur Dodger, the real Artie Dodger, the one whose name I had stolen for Slip's Rangian street poker game. "'the arty dodger who had died months ago on another planet entirely. "'He did not look pleased to see me. "'He reached a hand out towards me, stumbled. "'His blue, rotten fingers hit the floor and kept passing through. "'The concrete rippled like water around him, "'and slowly, stroke by painful stroke, the man whose name I stole approached me, his fingers grasping to steal it back.
0: If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creators Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. A lot of the climactic season-end stuff, especially as regards the Dark Matters plotline, really happened in the two-parter before this.
5: Did we
0: do that on purpose? Yeah, we did that on
5: purpose. I know, I'm just nudging you to say that we did it on purpose.
0: Right. (laughs) You made made me really nervous for a minute there.
5: (laughs) Sorry, I meant to go more over the top. Did we do that on purpose? I think
0: we did. I think we may have done that on purpose. Um, And so, yeah, so in some ways, this is more of an epic We would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to the patron named Thank You Penumbra Team for your amazing work, Boudicca Walsh, Drew and Matt, Hannah and Leah's Adventures in Gender Shenanigans, The Lady Guinevere and the Oh Oof Ouch, The Podcast Brain Rot Has Taken Sydney Over, Shelley Schrode, James O'Connor, Kevin Please Say Butts on Live Recording Thanks, Osipit, Evit Connie, Benjamin Fisher, SCP-Chloe, this isn't even Desert Willow's final form. Nate Gibson, June Gashoku, Skyfire Forever, Allison Hull, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Erin, in memory of Spiral Opal, Eden the Gay Bookworm, Nicole Cundiff, Caroline Seidman, Radius Elna, Rally, who both referenced TPP in our wedding vows, a sentient can of soda formerly known as J, Karen ZH, uh-oh, Narev! oh no, reprise. Genetic, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steele in the next page, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steele, Noah Simes as Peter Nureyev, Chloe Cunha as Vespa, Sarah Gazdovich as Buddy, Alexander Stravinsky as Jet, Kate Jones as Rita, and Ellie de Sautel's is slip. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join
1: us again soon.